Bob Huggins has, has made a point of how good his team can shoot the basketball. It's a Hucks team. They're going to rebound. The energy is so much more exciting, especially like up in Hollis. West Virginia fans are used to seeing their players get rebounds. Rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. There's just something about the basketball, man. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Country Roads Webcast Hoops Edition. Uh, today, uh, I am joined by, as always, Bradley Brown. How you doing? I'm doing. And I, of course, am Stephen Vestal. Uh, without Ryder today, I think, you know, schedule conflicts have gotten in the way, and it's mostly my fault, so I do apologize. But uh, Yeah, basketball itself going to be harder to get all three of us on here, but, you know, we'll make it work. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of episodes dropping for this basketball podcast. I'm really excited to finally get this off the ground and, and moving uh, yeah. this. I think we've been doing football for a few years now. We've been talking about getting basketball in the loop, and we've all been wanting to do it. So it's, it's just finally nice to see that actually become a reality for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be starting off today talking about uh, West Virginia's win over the Oakland, I guess, Bears. Is that what they are? Are they the Bears? Yeah, I think that they were the Bears. Okay, so the Oakland Bears, that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> we're going to start off with that, and then we're going to finish <laughs> up uh, talking about the, the pick game coming up tomorrow night at the Coliseum. Um, you know, I don't really think there's a lot to talk about with this Oakland game. Uh, you know, West Virginia did, you know, have a, their fair share of struggles in this matchup. And I think one of the glaring struggles was their inability to get rebounds. I think, yeah, man, that rebounding you. was horrendous. I, yeah. Like, uh, I think Ryder genius a little bit when he said, you know, Bob Huggins team's going to know how to rebound, man. We came out and did not know how to rebound. I mean, yeah. we were just. Yeah, well, Huggins has never really been one to mince words when it's come to being honest about his his basketball team, and he told you For plenty sure. of times in those in those preseason pressers that he had that this team couldn't rebound anywhere near as well as what the team last year or any of the teams previous to that you know could do. And I think you know that's been one of West Virginia's strong suits with Bob Huggins at the helm pretty much consistently since he's been here is, is their offensive rebound, especially. Yeah, and I think I think a big part of it was. Going back to what we talked about a little bit last week, what came to my mind is just like that physicality. Like we have a lot of guys down low right now that haven't played that big man ball in the Big 12 and some of these tougher competition. Even though Oakland's not Big 12, but, you know, right. they're not used to being the big man, you know, down in there. They're used to being big man, but they're not used to knowing that they can like assert their dominance on there. And then so they got to really get comfortable in that, uh, in that position. And, you know, I think that. Um, if anything from this game, I just thought that it was kind of like what we talked about where they just don't seem to have like the exact chemistry yet. I definitely saw like we were getting good shots up and stuff like that, but we just didn't seem to be in rhythm necessarily with everything as smoothly yeah. as what we could be once we play together a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was one of the things that I noticed too is with as well as they shot in that Akron game, they didn't shoot anywhere near as well uh, in this game. I think, you know, if anything, they were forcing shots, shots at a lot of times, but one thing that I did want to point out was how well, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, pretty well known how how much those five charges that Gabe Osaboyan took, you know, taking five charges is a lot for anybody to take in one game. Uh, for sure. But you match that with, you know, what I think is a very much improved side of his offensive game. And I think, you know, I don't think that Bob Huggins is being anywhere near over-exaggerating when he says that the offense or the team, rather, needs to run through Taz and, and Gabe this year because I think those two, without a doubt, were the two uh, that really played really well, you know, on Tuesday night. And I think that they both played like leaders and like, you know, 
like people in their position really should play. And they, when the team gets down or in, you know, in a position of a tough basketball game, you know, they're the two that needs to step up. And I think Gabe Osaboyan really did a good job of that. I mean, I, five charges. I don't think I've ever heard that's of a anyone lot. taking that many in a basketball I mean, game. That's five, you know, of a that's five steals, you know, right there. Like that's yeah. five takeaways. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And especially in today's game, I feel like you don't really get charge calls a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a lot of people happen. don't step in there and take that hit anymore. And, I mean, Gabe does a good job of getting there. And, I mean, refs know to look for it now, too. Yeah, it's tough to get a charge call nowadays, too, because they're all, you know, it's a lot of calls go against the defense rather than the offense more so more so often than not. Yeah, but I think you talked about that last week when you were pointing out your leader. It definitely seemed to be, you know, Gabe Osaboy and our team came out flat down 7-3, and we throw Gabe in there. And not only does he put it on defense, but, I mean, he was two of his first three there. I don't know what he ended up at the end of the game, uh, sass-wise. But, I mean, he was some of our first baskets in the game right there beside Taz. And so, you know, he's definitely going to be the rock that we lean on because I think that that's kind of like where we're hitting that stalemate, that not full chemistry and swing of things is where we don't have that Deuce McBride, that Derek Culver. Those guys came into last season knowing that they were going to have to, you know, put the weight of the team on their shoulders. And, you know, they were expected to rise that occasion. And I think that's something that's very basketball specific, to be honest. I mean, there's just a different mentality when it comes to basketball that, you know, people have got to have. And so I think that that's just going to be something that our team's going to have to work on going forward is like, uh, you know, get, getting comfortable being the man. You know, people got to have that, that next instinct to be – you know, the team leaders, and they're just not there yet because it's the first year that we've really had uh, – the floor is open for it. I mean, it really could – we all expect Taz to come up, the, come out and drop, you know, 18, 20 points a game. But there's yeah. also a possibility for anybody to come in and do that on our team. And, you know, if anybody finds their comfortability and, you know, once our, once our team really starts to set in, I think that, you know, anybody on our team has the, the capabilities of really putting up points and being impressive, so. Yeah. That's some true. of our unknown guys, they looked really good. Kerrigan, Kerrigan looked really DeMond nice. Kerrigan looked really good, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I was about to point Curry out. looked pretty good. Cubby Johnson, I thought he came out and played really well. Polly Polycap, I thought he played really well. He didn't really. Do yeah, I thought everybody a lot played score sheet, but he yeah. he really did play well, in my opinion, when he did get minutes. Yeah, and once Sean McNeil, you know, gets comfortable, that's one thing. He's just got to be hotter, faster, you know. And I that's what I talked about last week. Is just Sean McNeil's going to need that consistency, and I just you know. Sometimes he can come out flat, but it seems to be when he goes on the bench for a couple of minutes and then comes off the bench, it kind well, of syncs up for him. So. I, I pointed that out in the last show. I think that Sean McNeil tries to do a lot of things that he's that's not in his you know skill set. I think that he tries to do too much, and I, you know, I've always been one to say that you only do what you're good at, and that's what makes good basketball teams great. Is when mm-hmm. people on those basketball teams do only what they're good at and don't try to you know get outside of what what that skill set is. And Sean yeah. McNeil is a better off, you know, catch and shoot shooter. I don't want to be catch and shoot shooter. Um, but, you know, he tries to get into those little, you know, size up moves and things like that. It doesn't really seem to fit his game that well. And he starts to not knock down the shots as, as consistently mm-hmm. as he usually does when he starts to do that. But yeah. And that, I think that, and I think that's something that he's capable of hitting. Yeah, I think that yeah. he just needs to get more comfortable first and, you know, I think I think those are shots he can make once he's hot. You know, I think right. those are definitely things that he can hit once he sees the basketball going through the hoop. But it's not something that he needs to start out trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. He's just got to get more, get more comfortable with his game, and this team just needs to get more comfortable with themselves and gel a little bit. 
But. Yeah, and like what you were talking about, like that's a Bob Huggins quote, you know, the when he was talking about, I think about the Final Four team with Deshaun Butler and them, he said, you know, what made that? I think it was that team. It Might was have been that team. Teams, like I said, uh, yeah, it he was. said, you know, what made them so good is that they all did what they were good at and they did it really well. And I feel like that's yep. really what this team exemplifies. We got people that do Taz really great driving, really great shooting. We got some guys that are really good at what they do. They've just got to do it. And yep. so, you know, it's that I think that's why we all have like such like or good expectations for this team, high expectations for this team, not blowing the roof off the, you know, the building, but the fact that we've got the possibility to cover everything we need to cover and do it well. Right. Right. And I still think that this team has a lot of growing room that they need to go through. And, you know, a lot of this team is still young, although, you know, you do have some, some senior. This, this team is unknown. Right. They're a unknown. lot of this team. I, I, right. Right. They're not. Unlocks characters. That's a better way I mean, to put it. They're not so, yeah. They're not so young as they are, you know, new to, WVU and, and the way that they yeah. play and everything. So, you know, we got a lot of people from, from the transfer portal because you lose a lot of people to the transfer portal. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think once we get a few games into this season, we're really going to start to see what this team's really capable of. I don't I don't know that they're going to be as, as good of a team last year. I don't really know that it would be fair to compare this team uh, to what last year's team was just because they're so different. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to become a pretty good basketball team throughout the season if they keep, you know, playing the way that they can play. Because I think towards the end of this basketball game, as, as inconsistent as they were shooting the ball in the first half, I think towards the end of the basketball game, they started to do a lot on a lot more on the defensive side than what you've seen earlier in the game. Um, and then a little bit more on the offensive side, too, when you've seen uh, Taz start to, start to knock down some shots. He didn't really start to throw up those threes that he was throwing up earlier on in the game because he did – Taz went one for seven from the three-point line. I think if you're going to be successful from, you know, shooting the ball, um, you know, you're going to have to start to make those shots. And some of the shots that Taz missed, as well as they did shoot the ball, he, you know, he missed some pretty, some pretty open ones, in my opinion. But Oakland didn't do a bad job playing defense. I will say that. Yeah, Oakland played some pretty good ball. We also played a little sloppy, but, I mean, that's West Virginia yeah. basketball. So I also would like to point out, you know, speaking of Akron, um, Akron did take Ohio State down to the final buzzer. Ohio State winning that one only on a uh, a final layup there, sixty seven. Yeah, for sure. That was so that was pretty impressive on their part. Um, but I, you know, there's really not much else to say, I guess, about this Oakland game. You know, there's it's Oakland. The Grizzlies, by the way, yeah. they're not the Bears. They're the golden, oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the golden Grizzlies. Yeah, but I think it was a good game for our team to start out on. Like I said, like like we said. This team's going to be all about how well they end up cementing throughout the year. So, you know, yeah. we start looking towards January and February. How we're playing then is really going to tell us how good our team is. Oh, absolutely. These first couple games are always, you know, if not most of the time, you know, these growing pain games, you're going to not see the most fluent basketball that you're, you're ever going to see in your life. You know, it's going to be a yeah. little bit of sloppy play, not so great passes, especially if you're watching WVU because it just seems like West Virginia never knows how to pass the ball. Yeah. Well, that being said, like I said, I felt like they played it like fairly decently as a team. And I felt like, you know, some of the things that were going wrong with us are things that can be corrected with confidence and, you know, just just realizing that, you know, you're playing the ball you should be playing. Like it, you're doing fine. You know what I mean? And you just got to believe in yourself and that you got to believe in your team in that. And I think that, you know, if our team can get behind that message, then I think we'll be OK. Absolutely. I think that, you know, from the way that Coach Hug speaks, he uh he really thinks that this team has bought in a lot of them. He, he He's really talked about how most of them have really bought into the West Virginia culture and they love them, 
you know, themselves as a team. Yeah. Because uh, I think one of the questions in the in the pregame or the preseason, I don't want to – it's not an exact quote, but I think something along the lines of, you know, what do you think that some of the guys' reactions will be to, you know, giving others playing time if, you know, if they're having a bad game or, so, you know, something along those lines. And he was like, you know, if they have a problem with it, which I don't think they will because they all love each other so much because they just want to see each other succeed. He said, if they have a problem with it, you know, then, you know, that's something I take care of and they probably won't put on a uniform again or say it was something along those yeah. lines. I don't know. If it was. Yeah. I just don't see them being a very selfish basketball team. And that's they're like, not. What would, they're not. Yeah. They try to pass the ball. It's not that they're doing too much. Although Huggins made the point that they do dribble way too much because he didn't, he did make a great point on that. I will say, you know, our team does a lot of dribbling side to side and, you know, not enough driving to the basket when they dribble the basketball. And, you know, that's one thing that Hug said that I thought was really smart. He said, you only dribble when you're trying to drive to the basket. You're not supposed to dribble, you know, out there just dribbling around yeah, just going dribbling. with it. Yeah, if you're dribbling, you better be doing something with it. If not, pass the basketball. And, you know, once West Virginia gets that mentality and starts to be able to, to run fluid offense like that, I think that that's when they're you're really going to start them be able to play really good offense and what's I think is going to turn into better defense, which turns into better offense, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and going back to the, you know, uh, them not being friendly teammates, like I said, I feel like that we kind of like have the opposite issue right now. I don't think that we have a bunch of individuals out there playing for themselves. I feel like we just got a whole team out there, but nobody, nobody's at that point where they can just take the game over yet. I mean, you look at Taz and he's got takeover potential, but look at the rest of our team, like, who, who else is going to take a game over out there that you know of? You know, Sean McNeil has a potential game. Defensively yeah. gay, but offensively, no one else really. Yeah. Unless until, like, you start to see Jalen Bridges or Isaiah Cottrell start to get, you know, a little bit of their, their game. Yeah. Through, which I think you will. Yeah. I think those are the two people to watch going forward just to see and like how they're progressing. You know, if we start seeing their numbers bump up, and then I would love to see one of them just take over a game where they just put up, you know, 20 plus and, you know, lead the scorers and just, you know, have a game. And I think that would be yeah. – I'd be ecstatic as a WV fan seeing that. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see anybody on this team flourish. I think, you know, there's not an ego on this team that I've noticed yet. I don't really think that anyone has one. Yeah, for uh, sure. And that's something I love out of a team. I think, you know, unselfish ball is my favorite type of basketball. I, I mm -hmm. love when you see a good team start to, to flourish when they do have good teamwork. You know what I mean? So Yeah. But uh, I guess if you if you really want to look at it, West Virginia, you know, I really I don't really don't know what you could say could t could be the takeaway from that game. Um, what uh, we what need to be, be better. I was rebounding. gonna I was gonna ask you what it's their identity would be right now, but I just I'm you know I'm struggling with what my answer would be to that that question because I don't think West Virginia has an identity at this point. Yeah, no, I think our identity right now is Gabe us a boy and getting everybody getting everybody excited enough to play. And, our, our identity is Gabe. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty much Gabe us a boy right boy. now. It's up to that man to keep everybody into every game right now until until people really get comfortable playing ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, so we're going to get into this pit game. We're not really going to talk about a lot about this pit game. Um, pit really isn't. Uh, you know, we talk about West Virginia struggling to this point. You know, Pitt is really, really struggling out of the gate. Uh, you know, first of all, to yeah. make things bad, they lost a uh, starting guard, a senior guard. Uh, Sab I don't know. I don't know if it's Nike or Nike Sabande. 
Um, but they lost him to an ACL injury. He is out for the season, so that they will be without him. Um, coming out just a week ago, they they also lost another guard in uh, in Horton, and uh, they lost him to assault on a police officer. Um, mm. So they will also be without him. So two big players out of their lineup. Uh, they also yeah. opened up the season losing to the Citadel 78 to 63. Yeah, 15 points. I mean, that's, and I didn't watch it. I don't know if it was, you know, a pull away at the end or if it was, well, you know, pretty distant the whole game, but still, 15 point loss to Citadel was not, mm-hmm. not the way you want to start your season at Pitt. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not, I don't want to jinx anything because, you know, these, these types of games are never really predictable, uh, if you ask me. It's a rivalry game, man. Right. Uh, you know, I don't want to point out any games. Everybody can think back to whatever. But it is a sellout game. You can think of whatever sport you want to think of and whatever date in 2007 that you want to think of if you want to um, and and reference that for for any credibility to that. So I'm not going to jinx anything, but West Virginia should be able to handle these guys tomorrow night pretty fairly. Uh, If you want to, we'll just go over what, what, who we think the winner will be. Um, And, then we'll get out of here because I guess for these basketball pods, there's not really a lot to talk about, or especially earlier in the season. You know what I mean? We'll, yeah. we'll start to get a little bit longer episodes once we get, you know, more solidified information about these teams moving forward in the season. Because right now it's it's a little hard to tell with how young everybody is and how new everybody is to the roster, um, and then it's just hard for us to to schedule these things to be quite honest with you guys. So we're just going to give you these short, these short episodes for the next little bit and see how, and let us know how y'all like those too. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, real quick though, I was looking at, I just wanted to go look at Pitt's game. They had two dudes score over 20. I mean, that's probably, they, 40. They, played, they scored 47 they of their 63 the points. Okay. I know, but they scored still, they scored 47 of their 63 points against a Citadel. And you know, one no, of these guys is a big man, and one of them's a guard. It seems so. I mean, it was still going to be a test for our guys. Yeah, they've got playmakers. That's not what I mean. They, I mean, they did only win ten basketball games last season, so that's to be taken with a grain of rice. But the players that I've watched, that I've watched play, they're not a, an untalented basketball team in my mind. They actually play pretty good basketball at times. I just don't, I don't watch them enough to know what their problem is. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm just looking at it more as like a you know this is still going to give us a couple good guys for uh, matchups like I say Cotchard to like really work up against somebody that seems to be doing pretty well you know 27 points 10 rebounds right there and then you know 20 points four rebounds on the other guy you know they got some people that is really going to help our players get better so you know it, it is going to be a good showing out if we can do you know if we can still come out and show up you know if sorry individually if like Isaiah Cotchard can have a good game against us. Odukale, I don't know how to pronounce him. Sorry if I butcher it. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of names on there that I, I'm. I do apologize, but it. I I have a, a very tough time pronouncing them, and I don't want to butcher them. So. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's. A, oh no, Odukale is the guard. So. Was the other one Hugly? Yeah. So I mean, that, I think that's just what I'm looking at. Is you know, even if it is kind of a slower game and we are handling it, those are still matchups to look at to see you know personal growth amongst the players. You know. Is Isaiah Cottrell able to handle his own against a 27-point, 10-rebound, you know, guy so far? <laughs> yeah. You know, a guy's shown that he can play, so can Isaiah Cottrell body him up and get right there with him as well if that's who he's up against? Yeah, I do think it'll be a good test for our guys, you know, especially yeah. being a good home a home game. 
fairly confident that this will be a packed a packed house at the Coliseum. I think that WVU will show up and, and be loud for this one, so I don't think that's going to be any types of problems. So hopefully with all those things in WVU's favor, it should be a it, it should equal a win. I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and pick the Mountaineers. Uh, not really sure what a score will be because I don't have a good identity of where they'll you know what kind of range that these two teams score yet. So I'm just well, going to we scored West- sixty against Oakland and they scored sixty three against Citadel. So <laughs> yeah, well I'm I'm just going to be safe and just say I picked them to win by ten points. I'm not going to name a score. Gotcha. I'm gonna name a score just because you know I'm feeling confident. I'm gonna say like a seventy to like a fifty eight. Oh, man, I like it. Twelve point win. Yeah, and I think that we barely scraped seventy. <laughs> yeah, probably unless we start to shoot the ball at a way higher clip than what we have in the first game. So yeah, Sean McNeil comes out with a hot hand, hits you know thirty points. Capable of it, man. He is every every game he is capable of it. Uh, but yeah, I guess what's gonna wrap up this episode of the Country Roads Webcast Hoops. This is the second op- second episode of the Country Roads Webcast Hoops now. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. All right, but that game is going to be on ESPNU tomorrow night at 8.30. It is going to be at the WV Coliseum. Um, and I guess we'll be coming back at you on Saturday with the recap of that game and then previewing uh, who was West Virginia got after that. I haven't really thought about much after Pitt, to be quite honest with you. Uninformed on the Country Roads webcast tonight. Sorry. Guys. Yeah, unprepared. Elon. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, we got the law school. Those of you, Bradley probably knows who Elon is, but a lot of you may not. Elon is actually a close college of uh, some family members of mine down in North Carolina. So mm-hmm. so that'll be a fun game for me to watch. So we'll be coming at you Saturday, and then that game will be, I believe, next Tuesday, also at the Coliseum. Um, but Bradley, if you got anything else to add, you can go ahead. No, man, I just help you get some more boards. No, yeah. Rebound. Yep. We'll name the next next rip, uh web goodness i can't talk we'll name the next episode uh yeah it's been one of those weeks happen. guys it's been one of those weeks it has definitely been one of those weeks just bear with us <laughs> uh but i guess that's going to do us but as always let's go mountaineers if you really want to know then come on let's go take a stroll down those